just brought out a new cookbook. More airy, more light, more mouthy coast. It's such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favorite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by Everyday Foodies. We are eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. Hello, our beautiful podcast possums. Welcome back to another episode of Obviously Good, but not just another episode of Obviously Good, but episode one of season three. Woohoo! Who would have believed that we would actually have three seasons of content? (laughs) It's pretty amazing. And look, guys, it's not just any season, is it? No, it's a new season. It is a new season, (laughs) correct, Bella? We're also bringing you something a bit different this season. This season, we're going to be interviewing people of interest on their food stories. So we're thinking of taking the everyday foodie and sort of getting their food journey. Stay tuned. Absolutely. Make sure you've subscribed to the podcast because they will be dropping in your ears at random. We're not going to give much warning. Yeah. So you've got to be subscribed so that you can see them. We'll play a little like Russian roulette. (laughs) Without the gun. Without. Oh, very lady. Russian roulette. It's a card game, isn't it? With a croissant. What? I don't know. Anyway, regardless, it's going to be a really exciting season and we have a lot planned for you guys. Uh, But before we get into our first episode, I haven't seen you bitches in so long. (laughs) It's been too damn long. We we took a time off. We actually took a break and um, Bella and I hung out. Libby actually went MIA. Libby went to ground. I messaged B being like, um, is Libby okay? She'd be like, send a search party. So in fairness, I did have a few big events on. Uh, so I had my sister's wedding, which I was oh, very, mm. very excited for and sort of indulged quite deeply into. I took two weeks off. Yeah, you really, yeah. you know, give an inch, take a mile. Hey, that's it. That's when it. your sister gets married, why not? Well, exactly. Absolutely. Only sister too. And only going to happen once, hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> also, Sam, if you're listening, you looked beautiful. Oh, she looked bloody stunning. Also, stunning. I love that it wasn't a traditional dress. Yes. It was a very beautiful Rachel Gilbert dress. Obviously, mm. now we can always t- we can talk about it. But it was that, I'm not sure, like this is going to go back a while now, but that super torrential day that we had in March, torrential rain that is, it was that oh, day. Oh, yeah, that was insane. So you can imagine the stress, but. And credit to my sister, she was a very, very calm bride. I love that about her. A few her. tears maybe a few days before, Aww. but otherwise she was simply, it was effortless for simply her. Simply the Aww. best. Yeah, it was awesome. So I had that and then, you know, Jack and I went away after that, our own little honeymoon. Because <laughs> why not? It was basically your wedding. That's it. And then, you know, and then I've been to Byron Bay with some friends. I've had a good time, really. You have had a good time and, you know, you said the other day that you appreciated that we gave you space. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I feel like we were the only ones she didn't contact. <laughs> That's okay. No, I mean, you gave me space. I've cleared my head. I'm ready for a whole new fresh season of Obviously Good. Absolutely. Bella, what have you been doing? I honestly have no idea what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it before. I was like, I can't even think what I've done in the past three months. I have been busy. It has been a lot happening and I have not been bored. But yeah, I went to Byron as well, Lips. Heaven. Absolutely amazing. So did a bit of a siblings trip. Yeah, and you um jumped out of a plane. <gasps> yes, guys. I skydived for the first time in my life. I've been wanting to do it for so long. I actually mm. went on The Bachelor hoping that I could jump out of a plane. <laughs> oh my gosh, you did too and then it never came to that. It never happened. 
That is actually such bad luck. Like he got the most like active bachelor. Like he was the one that was meant to do. Like, I know. And then COVID daredevil. and you couldn't do a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So crap. But hey, I made things happen for myself. That's it. So that's the moral of the story. <laughs> oh, amen. That's how anything happens in life, right? You've got to do yeah. it yourself. Yeah. It you, ain't going to come to you. You've got to take those reins. B, did you do anything exciting while we had a little break? Oh, look, I'm much the same as Bella. How do you sum up the last three months? It's been busy. It's been a lot. Uh, my little sister turned 25, which was a bit of a milestone in my mm-hmm. household. Lots of partying. I feel like 25 is a milestone in most people's Well, lives. I say that because my family think it's not really, but I think between 21 and 30, the most important birthday between those ages is 25. <laughs> also, that's when you have your first quarter life crisis slash only quarter life crisis. Yeah. Did you have one yet? Not yet, but I'm waiting for it. Mm. I don't think she's going to have one. She is quite put together. Uh, so put together. Sometimes the thread <laughs> unravels. But I have heard you're going on a few dates. Oh, I've been hitting the dating scene hard. For anyone that has taken me on a date or perhaps I, you know, spoiled you to a date. Lucky <laughs> them. You know, women still rule the world. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, it was nice. Thank you. That was a nice experience. Um, yeah, look. <laughs> Shout out to B's dates. Shout out to my dates. It's, you know what? It's exhausting. Yeah. And it's a savage game. Oh, mm. I honest to God think dating at 26 is a completely different ball game. It's like, you know, do you want to kind of like pull yourself back into reality, cry yourself to sleep, you know, realize yeah. love is dead and there's probably nothing left. And people with Go their date. whole, one day it'll happen to you. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I'm getting pretty jaded. Jaded is yeah. the word. This, and this isn't a relationship podcast. <laughs> so, um, just also, I've got some advice. Oh, if you're the um, oh, okay. friend in a relationship, um, what I've learned from these two is whenever they say anything about the dating scene, just keep quiet. It's best just to keep quiet. Yeah. That, you know, otherwise you find yourself in really, um, you know, two Murky angry single girls shouting at you. <laughs> just I don't want to hear from someone in the committed <laughs> relationship. Your one's yeah. out there. Well, well, that's great for the one, wherever the, he is. Go find him. She Libby. is. <laughs> they, they, them. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but it, it is fun. <laughs> Sum it up. <laughs> Enough about our lives. Um, if you want to hear more about them, please feel free to DM us. We'll always answer your questions. We're pretty yep. transparent. So, Libby, can you bring us our first talk of the town of season three? I sure can. Now, I've got a little interesting sort of inside scoop that I read um, on good food. Mm. So, it's a watch this space one. Oh, love this, love this. Yep. Our dear friend, Justin Hems. Oh. oh, it wouldn't be a new episode if we weren't talking about our buddy, Justin Hems. That's mm. it. So he's just secured some more prime real estate in the CBD. So it's on Bridge Street mm. in the Burns and Phillip building. So it's sort of like- Whatever that is. Yeah, well, it's that one sort of near Mr. Wong's. You, you'll know it. It's a very iconic the building. The black one. No, it's a sandstone one. But anyway, just under there, a new, a new restaurant- and I thought that they made a really interesting point in the article and, and I want to hear what you guys think about this, is that it's essentially him saying that he has confidence that the CBD post-COVID is going to come back alive again. I back that. Yeah, that is that is interesting because I guess, you know, a lot of businesses have decided to work from home indefinitely or flex, which means in general the CBD is not seeing as many people. It's just not at all. It still feels like that on the buses when I'm in the city getting lunch. Yeah, definitely. It's not as busy at all. I mean, it's still it's got that hum now. Even Fridays and Saturdays, I've noticed so many more people around. Mm. It's definitely coming back to life. So I think he's on something. I think he is indeed. And I was actually in a cab the other day driving from the city and I turned to my sister and I said, I'm waiting for Justin Hems to give me a glow up. 
Like, come by me and redo my fixtures. I'm ready. Like, I could do it. That's it. He knows he's got the secret formula. He does. So we cannot wait to see what's on that space. Now, before I jump across to Bella to give us the intro on where we went this week, quick little mention to make sure that you're using your free Sydney food vouchers. Absolutely. So if you're listening to the end of last season, they'd just been essentially released from New South Wales government, government tourism, New South Wales, Sydney, whatever, <laughs> Gladdy. Gladdy was giving out little golden tickets to everyone. And essentially everyone has four $25 vouchers, two to be used on tourism or discover, and then two to be used sort of like in the hospo industry. All you need to do is go into your uh, New South Wales like service oh, app. The one that you've been checking in everywhere. Yeah, using it. yeah. And download them. It's really easy. Yeah. So make sure you, that was just a little PSA. Yes. And have recently found out as we we're discussing pre-recording that some people are giving back the same values like Watson's Bay Hotel other places if you give them 25 they'll give you 25 back so it's good. like the Hamish yeah. and Andy loyalty card <laughs> legit <laughs> I mean that's legit yeah. <laughs> anyway niche reference if you don't listen to Hamish yeah, and Andy. niche reference all right Bella I'm dying to let the listeners know where we went take it away for our first review we knew it had to be somewhere not new but somewhere we could really chew Opened in 2018 by the team who bought us Grandma's Bar and the Wild Rover. James Braddy and Warren Burns have taken the status quo and thrown it out the fire door exit. Bisteca, the backstreet basement restaurant, has chins wagging as it has been coined one of Australia's most unique dining experiences. The Italian classic cocktail bar and restaurant is purely dedicated to Tuscany's admired cut of steak, the Bisteca alla Florentina. The wine list solely features Italian wine, the meat sores are sharp, and the vibes are electric. Oh, weren't they ever? It was such an interesting experience. I cannot wait to talk about this. It actually was. And I explained it to someone the other day that, like, you know when your expectations are so high and they can never be met, I don't know, personally in my life, Mm. but... It was one of those places where I'd heard so much about it and then it still met slash exceeded. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like I'd only ever really heard it from you. And then now that I've told people about it, they're like, yeah, it's like huge. Yeah, it's somewhere that I'd certainly heard time and time again, but all with a bit of mystique around it, I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the most iconic thing is... Or should we go from actually finding the venue before we get to the most iconic thing? Yeah, let's start at the start. Okay, let's start. So... I don't know what they've done to the door, <laughs> um, but I think it did used to actually have street access from the other side because yes. there is a door there. Yes. So we sort of all gathered together on the um, Bridge Street side and because there's a big, beautiful Bistecca sign there and essentially just in tiny little writing on top of the sign, it says, head round to the alleyway or something like that. And yeah. we're like, oh, You're like, okay. okay. And we actually found a friend along the way. She was confused. Yeah, we actually <laughs> took her under our wing, ripping open some door, trying to yeah, get in. We're, we're like, like sweetie. Han, Han, use your eyeballs. There's a sign. Anyway, so you go around you go around the back and we will post it on Instagram because I was a bit like, this is interesting. And there's, you know, there's dumpsters and it's a, it's, it's a, set, it's a fire exit. Yep. It says fire exit. I seriously think that is like the coolest thing in the world. Oh, of course it's the coolest thing in the world. Is it like a hazard? You know, jury's still out on that one. Um, well, no, so, it's a big fire door for everyone to get out. Yeah, but if you're rushing out of there. Anyway, 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 anyway. It kind of gives you Baxter's in vibes going yep. down a fire exit. Absolutely. Right? So you get in and essentially you go into what has been called by some people like the holding room. Yes, mm-hmm. it feels like right? that. It's a beautiful dimly lit cocktail bar um, with sort of maybe 10 tables low, some in booths, some not. And they sit you down, they say, well, sit down and wait for your table to be ready. 
People call this the pre-show. Yes. And I mean, is it meant to be sort of like yep. reminiscent of like a, you know, cattle to slaughter waiting uh, in a okay. I wasn't going waiting in like a room before they get slaughtered. No. Or is my mind just going there? I was thinking more like a theatrical, fun little. Yeah. Okay. Journey. Okay. I was thinking more just like the meat. So in any case, the waiter comes over, offered us a drink. We it was a Tuesday night, so we were sort of saying no to the drink at this point. We thought, and then not long after, we got whisked away into the dining room. Now, as we're walking to the dining room, the waiter comes over with a lockbox. Correct. He looks at us in the eyes and he says, "Those phones, give them here." And, and we had heard about this. So it, yeah. it is well known that if you go to Bistaka, they take your phone. Which I, again, think is the coolest thing ever. I mean, it's like one of those things that's such a simple thing and yet it's become now really cool. But it's like, is it You that? didn't like it. She didn't like the whole no, thing. No, I loved it. But it's like, is it, do we live in the society where it's like, we're that impressed by having not our phone on us. <laughs> well, it's like just people that go on holidays to get away from technology, like they go on, you know, unyoked or something. Yeah. You know, they like disconnect and it's like, oh, it's so cool. It's like you could yeah. also just like put your phone down. Like you yeah, could just have like no healthy boundaries with technology. I don't know. <laughs> but it was a shock horror. It, it is a beautiful idea. They take your phones away. And so you will find if you do go onto our Instagram that we don't have any photos of the food this week. No, so you have to turn your volume up and really listen to how we're going to describe this food because this is the best you're going to get. Holy <laughs> gosh. And he did make a joke to us, you know, talk, trying to sort of like convey the seriousness around if we did, if he did see us with a burner phone or a sneaky other phone. Or a smartwatch, he said. Yeah, that we had to buy everyone in the, all his staff. A drink. Uh, a drink and they all like expensive drinks. So we did yeah. we did decide to keep the phones in the bag and didn't yes, think we did. We did. We Verna did. Nokia's stayed in. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. So then we sit down on the table, a candle's burning, making the room beautiful, smelling beautiful. The lady comes over with some bread. Okay, and then B's looking around the room. She's like, Why are we the only people with a candle? Yeah, I thought it was like weirdly romantic that we only had a <laughs> candle going and no one else did. Little did we know that everyone had already eaten their candle. That's exactly right. So this candle was made of duck fat and beef fat with some rosemary and sort of other flavours infused mm. into the fat. And they'd formed it to a beautiful candle, but it quickly sort of melts into, I mean, almost what you can say is sort of oil. Oily wax, though. Oily like wax. it's sort of waxy. It's not really oily, <laughs> if that makes quite sense. quite waxy. Yeah, yours is starting to get a bit... <laughs> I think it's that sort of texture where, you know, because it is fat, it cools quite quickly as well. Yes. Yeah. So, it, it, but it was very, very delicious. The bread was fresh focaccia. Doesn't get better than that, I don't reckon. No. Yum. Absolutely. And I think before we go any further, I think we need to, you know, address the elephant in the room. For people that are avid listeners of the podcast or follow Sweet Libby's journey in life, Sweet Libby. Does not eat a lot of meat. No. Nor has she touched beef for a very long time. Yeah. So right. there were some nervous moments. The nervous energy was high. Now saying <laughs> is it still high? Saying that would be a um understatement, perhaps. I was yeah. extremely nervous. She had a weird moment where she's like, No, no, don't 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 mention that I don't want to eat it. And I was like, It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Like I, I don't know if that's like a chef thing or insult them or like what it is. Essentially, as Bella had said in the intro, you come for this meat. It's a giant T-bone and one side is sirloin and one side is fillet. And they weigh it to you. So they advise 300 grams per person, at which point Libby had said, look, I'm not going to eat a lot. So we went 
from 900 down to 800 because mm. she was still going to dabble. So further context, and, and whilst the girls explained in detail, just to give you what the menu sort of looks like, you essentially get the piece of steak or the meat and sides, basically. Like you can get some entrees here and there, but it's not like there's no other main, there's no other option for that. It's it's just the bistecca and the sides. I sort of knew going in, having not eaten beef in six years, I think that today was going to be the day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which, is, which added to the nervous energy. But I also was really aware that I didn't want to overorder for the girls, so they had to eat then, you know, 400 grams of meat or something. Wasn't going to be an issue. No. <laughs> I mean, anyway, we'll get oh, there. Oh, yeah. We'll true. get there. The meat sweats may or may not have come for you too. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I did get a bit nervous and try and, and – You did You did get a bit nervous, mm. but you handled yourself well. And before we get to how that went down, we did start with the ricotta dumplings, mm. which were – Amazing. Amazing. So they came out in a piping hot dish mm. with more cheese on the top. They were served with some fennel, I think it was. Oh, no, they were served with some artichoke and some other creamy flavours in there. Yeah. And then there was this beautiful, pretty much like gnocchi but made out of ricotta. I'm yeah. so glad that because we almost didn't do them. No, we were going to go for burrata and then I was like, look, we do love a burrata. We do. But we do do it a lot. But burrata is good. <laughs> burrata is good. But this isn't a podcast about burrata. I mean, can we it be? We could do. <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it, in a way it kind of is. It's a podcast about food. But no, so the ricotta dumplings are definitely a hit. If you're thinking about it, do it. Mm. And I think that part of the decision making around that for us was, I, as I said, I was very nervous about eating the meat and I was wondering maybe I wasn't going to eat it. I was still not sure if I was going to have any or not. And so – the girls were being quite kind and thinking of something that would kind of fill me up just in case. We didn't want you to be sitting in the corner chewing your fingers. No. No. But also, thankfully, with that, we did decide to order some wine. Mm. Oh, yeah. We thought, you know, screw it. We're here to Tuesday. I don't care. We're here. We're ordering wine. Ordering <laughs> wine. Take the edge off. And the I lid. think when you're having a beautiful piece of meat, you're also thinking about red wine. So that was certainly the avenue that we went down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a Sangiovese grape. Everything, as we said, is from Italy, so that seemed quite fitting. I did look at the menu and think, oh, some of these are a bit out of our price range. <laughs> There's always something out of that. So it was not the cheapest, but not the – maybe the second cheapest. <laughs> Which is always a great you, rule of thumb. You always. never want to be that person that's like you go straight to the cheapest and you go, oh, I'm not I'm not dirt poor, <laughs> but I'm – I'm pretty poor, so I'll go the next best one. I think it's always a great rule of thumb, second cheapest. Yeah, <laughs> second cheapest. You're not, you're not flexing, you're also not a hobo. <laughs> so it was a good grape, though. Quite earthy, we thought. Yeah, oh. as described before purchased. <laughs> Felt that soil in my mouth, like in a good way, in a good way. It wasn't actually textured. No, that but, it- you know, usually like they chuck out the, oh, it's earthy, it's robust it's uh, you know whatever adjective they felt like is in the thesaurus that day um but i actually think they know what they're talking about no they definitely do they definitely do um but i just you know that was actually like a time that they'd said oh it was earthy and i was like oh wait no this is earthy i could feel that earth maybe it was just all the surroundings maybe there was a lot happening in there i just want to say i'm getting flashbacks to libby trying to like tell us about the menu and behind bella's head is this guy just soaring away at the biggest piece of meat I've ever seen with like, with with a hacksaw, with something from the movie Saw. 
You know, it's not a knife. It is bloody wolf creek in there. It is not for the faint-hearted, that's for sure. No, if you have a problem with meat, do not go. Don't go. Or if you do, do not sit with your <laughs> body facing that. So what they're sort of talking about is in the main dining room, there's the open kitchen, basically. So it's sort of the open kitchen for the bistecca. Now, bistecca a la Florentina, sorry that I butchered that, but is... <laughs> yes it's about the cut of the meat but it's also about the way that you cook the meat Mm. so it's about the way that they cook it on the open fire they sort of grill it and then they do another thing to it and they put it in the oven and they season it specifically exactly and it's in a salt pepper and oil that's all they do it was very good though the way they seasoned it made me think that there was a secret ingredient that is the secret anytime i have a good steak all it has is salt pepper and oil yeah, so I think there's they even further enhance the flavour with like the open flame and that's the charcoal. A, yes, and the charcoal. That's right. The open fire kitchen thing was giving me Fred's vibes, more of like a underground devil Fred's vibes. <laughs> also, Sims. Anybody? Oh my gosh! Yes, we we sit down and the floor's <laughs> that like weird limonium, limonium, whatever you call it, that checkered floor in like. The OG Sims where they live in these houses and, and everyone the dies in the fire. That was yeah. just your Sims. They didn't have to die. Yeah. I was <laughs> you made them die. You killed them. It's actually so sad when they caught on fire. And they couldn't do anything about it. Okay, we're not talking about <laughs> Sims. Anyway, back to the food. Let's talk about the sides. Mm, mm, let's talk about that. So I've got a recommendation that I had to get the Brussels sprouts. Interesting recommendation, by the way, whoever that was. Nah, see, I think Brussels sprouts are classic thing. They're cool again. They're the cool vegetable. Well, of course they're cool because healthy people are like, yay, let's bring Brussels sprouts back. <laughs> yeah, but they're never like, it's never like a Brussels sprout. It's like Brussels sprouts lathered in cheese. And Which butter. is what these were. Yes. And they were pretty good. You can't mask the taste of a Brussels sprout. Do you oh, not like Brussels sprouts? They're not my vibe. I just love the like crunchy crispiness. It's like a tiny little cabbage and you peel off the layers. Exactly. Cabbages. Ew. Oh, Yum. Cabbages are good. I'm just realizing foods that I hate. Oh my gosh. I'm just happy that bees liking vegetables. Yeah. Why am I not the picky one? Maybe this season with tables of turns. This is like Freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> now we did also order potatoes. Yeah. Rock they, potatoes. Rock potatoes. Mm, this and they, was my pick. And they were bloody good. They were good. Like yeah. I've eaten a potato or two in my time. <laughs> That's why I look like one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and damn, they were good. So they come out, they almost look like they've been twice cooked or that kind of like smashed potato look. So heaps of oil, they're smashed down, they've been like probably parboiled in a pot, then fried in a pan or roasted in the oven. You've got the salt pieces in the little crevices. The aioli they came with. Oh, delish. Delish. And they weren't too big. They're actually quite small potatoes. Like mm. you could fit a whole one in your mouth if you wanted to. Which you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're at a classy dinner, maybe you don't like <laughs> I, I would advise cutting. But. But hey, <laughs> shovel it in if you need to. Now, I know we've talked already a bit about the steak. But we, we didn't talk enough. About but it. we didn't talk enough. I no. think you can always talk more about it. So comes to the table, all 820 grams of it or whatever <sighs> it was. Now, she did say that's the um, size that it comes pre-cooking so obviously like heaps of the fat gets rendered down you know the meat becomes lighter i'm not really sure of all that yeah absolutely and it also doesn't take into account the bone correct very correct true Mm. what about that so we weren't actually eating as much meat as it would seem yes it comes to the table looking quite spectacular i have to say it's you know sliced either side of the bone imagine trying to cut that totally that was like oh yeah 
Oh, yeah, actually. I'm just thinking about Fred's when we're eating that bone. The beautiful, thin slices. Now, he did sort of give us quite clear direction that we needed to eat the... um, Fillet first. Fillet first, followed by the sirloin, because that's just the way. And essentially, there's more marbling in the sirloin. So you start with the softer meat. And also, one keeps the heat in for longer than the other. Mm. Yes. Now, I had one slice of each side. How did that go? I mean, like, we watched it happen. I know. It was really interesting. I forgot what the flavour tasted like of meat. I was quite scared only because I was, like, having, like, minor PTSD to when we went to the Lord Dudley and Bella, you know, momentarily forgot that you didn't eat beef and put put a piece on the side of your plate and I've never seen someone freak out more. I was just trying (laughs) to share my food with her and it counteracted so poorly. And then she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's blood on my plate, there's blood on my plate, there's like meat blood on my plate, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was like, why are we taking Livy to this restaurant right now? Yeah, I think that it was also, yeah, it was a bit of a mind game that I was playing with myself while I was Mm. doing it. And just to sort of like give the listeners some context around the, the situation now, I'm now doing a plant-based week. Might do a few weeks of just eating only. Oh, oh so it really pushed you over the edge. Just be, well, you You've know, the reason thinking about it the reason lot. I don't eat beef is because I'm, you know, trying to reduce the impact on the environment. Like anything mm. that we can do, but I love food too much to do that. To you know, I love I love chicken. I love eggs. I love cheese. Eating vegan is a really good way to reduce your impact on the environment. Mm but I don't want to do that. <laughs> so yeah. I just do a bit. I just try and eat less, no beef, which hasn't been that hard. But then it got to this point and I was like, oh, this looks amazing. And I also really want to try it. So I did, but now I feel like I have to, I'm trying to counteract Do you feel guilty? Right. Do you feel guilty? A bit. Well, I, I mean, I guess that's an interesting take on it because I, you know, I guess I was expecting you to be weirded out by it, but you're like, no, this tastes great. I just don't agree with eating it yes my only nerves actually came around by the fact that my body physically ha- haven't consumed beef in six years or so and we so were concerned you might shit your pants i, yeah. I was very concerned <laughs> just long like story anything short. yeah if you haven't eaten it in a long time like you know does your body know how to digest you know it? i watched my sister do a two-week juice cleanse <laughs> then go to a mexican fiesta oh it oh. ended very badly okay she, did she shit know, her pants she she did. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she will rename. She will remain unnamed. I feel like we've definitely named her before. I feel. I feel like a lot of people knew who that was. <laughs> that is a great story. Oh my gosh! Okay. Well, I thankfully I did not shoot my bed. <laughs> I is actually. I went to bed that night thinking of you. Oh. Yeah. And then someone actually asked me if I checked in with you, and I didn't. I felt terrible. Oh no, you're fine. Oh I, no, we didn't. No, we didn't care. <laughs> I would have texted you, don't worry. Yeah, no, you would have like 2 a.m. text. Ah, it's coming out of me like lava. <laughs> oh, my God. Neither of you received that text. So safe to say <laughs> it was a good outcome all round, but I will not have any more beef this year. Yeah, I think Ooh. the funny thing was was you had had your two pieces and then you were like kind of gunning for a third and then Bella and I were like, don't push it, mate. Like, <laughs> back down. Like, this is not – this is not the fiesta. This yeah. is the try, try and pace. Try and pace. And I was happy after you said that because actually in the end, and this sort of probably brings us to the end of the meal, I was stuffed. Yeah. I was so full. You were stuffed. I don't know how you were stuffed. You were stuffed. <laughs> like Bella, Bella and I had meat seeping out our pores. <laughs> I don't normally get like that with meat, but I was – You were – packed in oh uh, yeah well it was just so yummy you couldn't leave it there it was so yummy but i felt so sick <laughs> i sat that last piece on my plate 
for like, like 20 minutes <laughs> so afterwards. Yeah, the food waste worry, I did not want to let that go to waste. <laughs> and in the end, I had to. I couldn't fit it in. She was like, take it away. Take it away. It's such a funny thing where it's like one tiny slice left of anything. You know, we all do it at different places. And you're like, I actually cannot fit that last bit in because then you know that you'll start feeling really sick and yeah. it's just not worth the taste yeah wish to have eaten faster no because then we'd still feel sick but we yeah, would go but down you get it down <laughs> <laughs> i do have to say though i really enjoyed the fact that and this i guess comes full circle to the whole unique dining experience it was so lovely and we only had a two-hour seating and we came out of the basement and I, it felt like it, it had been hours. Yeah. Yep. And it was eight o'clock on the dot. Yeah. And it I felt was like, like we wow. sort of time traveled. Almost. It was like a it was time like warp. A, that is what must happen when you can't see the time the whole time. Wow. That's what must happen, yeah, in um, casinos. Yeah. No clocks. That's no what they, they take away the clocks, yeah. And you're like, what time is it? Lose track. It used to happen to me in King's Cross when I was 18. <laughs> God. Yeah. It's you happened know? to me once at the star. <laughs> <laughs> We won't go down that track. But yeah, it was really, really interesting. A really sort of like um, interesting sort of surreal feeling coming out. And I mean, we had a really early sitting. And so you come out and it's still like early evening. And you're like, yeah, oh, just got the night to, the whole night to go here. Rolled home. And I guess we'll roll on to order off the menu. Which is the part of the podcast where we decide for you guys whether it's worth a visit or not. Libby, dollars for dishes. I'm glad you got me to start because we haven't even talked about price yet. True. No, we haven't even touched on that. So something to mention when we're talking about that they sort of come out to you with the steak after we said we'll get 820 grams or whatever. When they bring it out to show you, they actually have the price on the brown paper that they show it to you with. So going in, we already knew that our steak was going to be $114. Yeah, that was quite horrific that moment. When they wrote that on the table. I liked that. Oh, I like that. Five. But it's very much like, oh, it's already expensive. It's like, you oh, know? guys, did we order sides before or after this? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my credit card? I think that that shows you that they value the quality of their meat so much that they're willing to sort of show you and give you all the details. There's no sort of like hidden costs or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, I, I did like that. And then we obviously got a bottle of wine, two sides and entree. Turned out to be $85 a head. I actually think that's so fine. Look, to be honest, me too. I think it's really hard for me to be the judge in this instance to sort of say if it's value for money because I didn't have as much meat as you guys. But in terms of an overall experience, it's really worth worth this sort of worth going for that amount of money, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Literally. I was quite surprised by the price. And I mean, for me, I was stuffed. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I got the bill first, so I play a little game with you guys. <laughs> that was, can I just say, can you do that more often? I think it went down well. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, Libby's like, what's the game? Tell tell listeners. <laughs> so essentially it arrived and I was like, oh, guys, guess how much? You're really putting the feelers out there. They're like, we're going we're gonna to put some cash down. And, you know, and I was pushing it. I was pushing it like what? Higher. Up to like higher, higher. You were like, you went up 500. To yeah. And then, which is dumb like, on our behalf. You know, you guys aren't actually like, you know, that scared yet. And then when I was like, oh, flashed it, you're like, oh, oh, cheap as chips. Like, That's great. <laughs> so it worked well. It was a good game. But <laughs> the other thing is that obviously when, we, when you're talking about $80 a head and 114 of that is the steak 
and then 60 of that is the wine. Really cheap sides. Yes. dollar yeah. sides, right? Totally. And, and they were really worth it. So, you know, certainly if I was sort of going again for a value for money perspective, more sides, you could order way more sides and have an amazing experience and still order that sort of lower per person cut of steak and mm. then you'd be saving mm. those dollars. But if you're a steak kind of gal or kind of guy, I think that you're getting a really good quality steak for the price. So it's pretty rogue coming from a non-beef lover. Ooh. But I'm going to give it four out of five. Start the season oh, high. Start the season high. That is so that high. Note, girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> so, Belle, made or date? This place 100% has to be a date place. Okay, talk us through. Yeah, it is super datey. I'm just thinking you go in, like most people, there were a few dates happening anyway. I also think that I've heard of it. Friends go there for a date anyway, like for an anniversary. You know, you get your peace and quiet. Your phones are taken off you. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And because it's that unique dining experience, you know, you tend to do those special things with With, a partner. Yeah. And actually, as you say that, like when I went and told colleagues or whoever afterwards, they were all like, oh, I want to take my partner there or you know, whatever, whatever, because it's like, oh, you can kind of treat your partner if they're someone who likes steak. You're like, oh, I can take you to a really nice steak place, you know. Exactly. It's like quite a good experience for that. Definitely a good milestone place. I mean, this is a good time as well to talk about the whole booking process. Yep. So a month out, all bookings will open at 12 p.m. at night. So you you got to book in advance. Okay, so then the bookings come out a month before. How did we get it a week before? Well, then we're just lucky. Some people are lucky in life and we're one of them. Oh, I thought we were going to have like a better excuse than that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, how else are we supposed to take it? So many people are like, how'd you get in without short notice? Yeah, I know. I did like a weirdly, a weird sort of flex to my sister because she had just been and was telling me how she and her boyfriend had booked a month ago. Like she'd set her alarm at midnight to wake up and book. And it was oh some really cute thing where she was booking it for their anniversary he was booking it for her birthday or something like they were both trying to book it and then they told the people in the restaurant that they would try that it happened and then they gave them like complimentary limoncello and were like oh my gosh we love that you love us so they they did the whole long booking thing and then when I was like oh yeah we just booked it for next Tuesday she was like what I think that two things to say about that we had a six o'clock sitting so quite early yeah and also Tuesday Tuesday. but anyway nonetheless 100% a date spot get there B, bougie or basic? Oh, bougie or basic. I mean, it's an obvious one. It's mm. a bouge. It's mm. a bouge vibe. Although there was someone there in a hoodie and it hurt me. But <laughs> it's so funny how much that hurt you. It really hurt me. <laughs> like, Still thinking I was it. like, get that hoodie off. Get out of here. Who it are you? It could have been famous. Hiding from you. I don't care how famous you are. Like, have some respect for the people around you and the people putting money into you to, like, look nice. I don't know. But, B, this is why we have this section of the podcast because some people don't know what the venue is going to be like. No, they don't. So don't wear a freaking hoodie, okay? (laughs) So Okay, so this is a dress nice. (laughs) This is a dress nice. You're going for a nice occasion. You're taking some time out of your day. Put your heels on. Put your slacks on. All right. Hey, dress it up, doll. <laughs> okay, you literally sound like that. Let's have a kiki song. <laughs> and let's have a kiki. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who's doing it. Don't worry, Lou, look it up later. So that brings us then to the final bit of the podcast. And if you've been listening this far, thank you and welcome back again, Food Features and Fails, <laughs> which is 
the part of the podcast where we discuss a beautiful feature or a terrible fail from our week. I'm going to go first. Can I have a little um, premonition? Yeah. I think we're all going to have features this week. Oh. Is that okay? Oh, no, I have a feature. I don't think you're going to agree. Okay, give it to us. So I have been a bit of a Uber Eats gremlin. Mm. (laughs) Over the break. I've been taking the, the baton from... From Bella. See, right. you, yep. you got to understand, and for those joining us this season, I used to live in the hood. The hood is Beecroft. It's no one really, else calls it the hood except no for you. No one else calls it a hood but me. And Uber Eats didn't exist. Was not a thing. <laughs> That's kind of how hoodish it was. Anyway, so I have recently moved into the city. <laughs> Libby's giving me, don't say that on air vibes. I have recently moved into the city. And Uber Eats is at my fingertips, man. So many options it's in so your area. It's so bloody close. There's so many options. And wow, welcome to the city. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've missed out. So on you know on the weekend I was a bit hung, and I thought, oh, feeling a bit of peanut, feeling a bit of nugs. What do I do? Order both. So like so, chicken nuggets. From yeah, McDonald's. I ordered some chicken nuggets from Macca's, and I ordered some meringue from Peanut Noodles, and they <laughs> were on track for delivery at the same time. I just and cannot believe you. Prudence was disgraced and she was confused as to why a second man was ringing at the door. <laughs> I am appalled at did you. The, did the nuggets so, come first at least? Nuggets came first lentre yeah. and then oh, dive no. straight into the, the noodles. You got nuggets, only nuggets delivered. That is full on lazy boy energy. You know? Only nuggets. Oh, yeah, I've been, I've been dollar dollar billing over yeah. it, you know. Yeah, it happens. Huh? And the service fee, that's a new thing. If anyone wants to rage with me on that, they've just added a service fee. I haven't noticed. Oh, what? So, like, delivery fees have, like, semi gone up and then they've added, like, a service fee, which is, like, a couple of dollars extra now. So, like, Ugh. it's taken, like, an order that would have been, like, 15 to, like, 25. That is so wow. frustrating. Yeah. So, you're really splashing the cash then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to have to weigh in here and say that's a fail, actually. See, that's what I was thinking. That's definitely a fail. You're looking like you want it to be a feature. Feature from my tum tum. Oh, we're getting the X. We're getting the no deal. It's a no deal for me. It's a no deal. (laughs) Well, enough of that shame. Bella, food feature or fail? I'm going to take it over to a feature. So on the weekend, I had a nine year border reunion. Oh, so cute. So So much fun. So random. Why was it nine years? But anyway, we'll address that another time. I think it's just everyone being like, let's do something fun. Lucy's stuck in Dubbo and she's like, let's all come out this way and party. Literally an amazing weekend. But part of that weekend was we had a long lunch at Glass House at Gunaganoo and it was amazing. We paid, I think, $80 per head. Oh, that's pretty good. Then we paid extra for all the drinks and everything. Oh, so that was just for the food? Yeah, just for food. Mm. And it was Yeah. Yeah, not as good now that you mentioned that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But I think it was only like 110 and we drank quite a bit. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. No, it's your story, babe. Anyway, amazing. Like you got to choose chicken or steak, your entree, which was like lemon myrtle la-di-da and something la-di-da you would have loved it Libby it's a lot of la-di-das and then you had your steak or your chicken and I regret not getting the chicken because it came out and they did this really cool swirly thing I actually took a video I will pop it up but the steak Ooh. but yeah I had the steak of course fine oh so wait, wait is this a this sounds like a fail <sighs> actually it feels like you told us we can't hear it's a fail but you just said the steak was fine. It cost you an arm and a leg. No, look. The, the venue, whole thing was great. Yeah, the venue, the people, yeah, the drinks. Yeah. yeah, but you didn't eat the people. No, I We're did not. We're talking about food features and fails. 
not experience features and fails. That would just be a podcast about our lives. Yeah, this which is we true. could do. You know, let us know. We we can definitely do that. <laughs> I think. Look, it was more just jealousy of not getting the chicken. Let's put it down to that. All right. Uh, it sounds like a really half-assed feature. Mm, mm. But we'll let it have it, will we? I'll let it slide. First episode back, I'll go easy on you. <laughs> Next week. That was an amazing feature. Fail. Libby, can you give us a definitive answer? I certainly can. Society Pizza in Bondi. Oh. Yes. So I know my friend Maddie and Minnie will likely be listening. My friends. That's two people. They have been telling me for months and months that it's the superior pizza. I got home from Byron Bay last night. Jack picked me up from the airport and I just was really feeling a bit, I've been drinking all weekend. Mm. I really needed something carby, something cheesy. The darling he is, he was like, let's go get pizza. He's a darling. And it really, really was amazing. Oh, really? That really delicious, chewy base. We got one with the sort of, you know, I always get the magic fungi it was called. It's like the mushroomy one. Yeah, you, you love it. So yeah. yum. And then we got one with a big whole burrata on it. Ooh. Oh. It was just really good. And oh, I could eat it every day of the week. Is this North Bondi, Bondi Beach? It was sort of near Beach Road. Yeah, nice. Nice, 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 Really, nice. really, really recommend. Oh, okay. okay. Strong recommendation. Now I want to go. Now I'm going. So I suppose it's a recommendation, but it's also a feature, right? Absolutely. Yeah. They can be both. That's allowed. We make the rules here. It is time for us to leave for tonight, ladies. It is. It's been a longie but a goodie. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of season three. We've started on a high. We'll bring it to you higher. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You leave a review, preferably a nice one, um, (laughs) and a rating as well. It means a lot to us and we do look at those statistics and we use those. We absolutely would love you to do that. And while you're there, make sure you tell our friend the best way to get our podcast out there as well as that jump into our facebook community we'd love to see you there also instagram jump on there dm us we read them we read them all and we love you you're amazing (laughs) oh my gosh yes can we just like shout out to all the beautiful people that have messaged us over the break asking us for recommendations people saying i know you're not going to check this we do check it we do check it we're going to respond to you like, we are literally nobodies. We have time. Like, we love and food. And if we don't respond to you, the only reason we don't respond to you is, is we because we, the, the other, other person is going to do it. It is very confusing when you have three people who have access to an Instagram account. But, no, we will. We will respond. We'll get around to it. While you're there, you can also check out our pictures from today's episode. Actually, no, you won't because we didn't take any photos from today. <laughs> but any other episode, you can see them there and get ideas for the next place you're going to eat. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 Sweet.